Hey everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast bonus episode. We've got a really good bonus episode lined up for you. My name is Ryan, with me as always is Mark. Have we totally abandoned numbering these bonus episodes? And Erica. Yes, we have. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no take, one can keep take that track. Numbers. No one can keep track. Who can keep track of these things? Oh, we've got a great episode, as you guys may know, if you are regular listeners. And if not, hey, welcome. I don't know why this. Welcome. Welcome to this episode. <laughs> what a great what? place to start. <laughs> Yeah, why are you starting know. here? I don't know. I don't, I I don't know, but I'm so happy that you are. <laughs> I love the chaos inside of you that you started this deep. <laughs> um, you skipped right over those... Children of the Corn. Yeah. Right yeah. over Creep Show 2 and went right to this one. Good That's job. That's right. But we uh, last episode, we talked about Grunt, the wrestling movie. And this week, we are talking to the director of Grunt, the wrestling movie, also the co-editor. Alan Holzman. Now, just to take you a little bit behind the curtain of the NWPP, we're going to be talking to Alan Holzman next month. And I was was trying to organize that with Alan, and I happened to just mention to him uh, a couple weeks ago that we were recording an episode on Grunt, just to let him know. Hey, just to let you know, we're also... Doing this episode as well, and all, and maybe he's texting you about that right now. He's that's probably him. Mm-hmm. He's probably pinging like me at this time, moment. Every time we mention his name, he he shows up. Yeah, and he actually suggested when I was talking to him, he's like, "Well, do you need me to talk about Grunt?" And we were like, "I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely, yes." Mm-hmm. yes the so answer we is were yes. like, "Yes, uh, of of course." So before we recorded that episode. We talked to Alan, who is the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. And yes. this is like uh, what we thought might be a brief, uh, quick, just, you know, jog of his memory about Grunt the Wrestling movie turned into a full-blown conversation. We were initially going to put this at the end of the Grunt episode. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's this, it's its own episode because this we had was... such an incredible conversation. I cannot wait to talk to him about a bunch of other things. When we talk to him next month, because he also has a book out right now called Celluloid Wars, The Making of Battle Beyond the Stars, which I am currently reading. It is a great book filled with a lot of his diary entries and pictures and stories about the making of New World's Battle Beyond the Stars. So we'll be talking to him about that next month. But right now, where, where can you where can you get that book, Ryan? You can get this book literally anywhere books are sold. Really? Um, but I got this off of, and I hope this isn't true. He trig- traded it for three magic beans. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He took, actually, I'm sorry. First, he took our cow into town, which I was very Thank upset you. Thank about. Thank you. Yes. But and then I he mean, came back with beans, and I was mm-hmm. like, how in the hell are we going to read these beans? And he came back with celluloid wars. Mm-hmm. She did my thing he traded for. I thought she would love magic beans, but here's... <laughs> You know, more fooled me because she was not happy about magic beans. I was like, Eric is going to love these magic mm-hmm, beans. Mm-hmm. And this magician that gave them to me seems legit. Because <laughs> you saw Pinocchio and the Dark Emperor of and Oz. The Emperor of the and Night. You, that's right. You were like, that's I right. know that's how right. this works. Yeah, I've got this right. all Get dialed in. This that's right. I, I went to New Orleans land and <laughs> I met the Emperor of the Night and I went into his uh, secret goth club and <laughs> I got three magic beans. <laughs> oh, God. 
but um, yes, uh, you can get this uh, anywhere. It's, it's, it's available from Pulp 2.0. It is a great book. I highly, highly recommend getting this book. And I can't wait to talk to him more about it. Um, we'll be talking about a lot of his career next month, not just uh, the book and Battle Beyond the Stars, but also his book and Battle Beyond the Stars and his long career at New World. But for right now, we got to listen to Alan as we talk to him about Grunt, the wrestling movie. Enjoy. I, I have to say one thing at the outset, so I sort of say it, is that the Blu-ray for the for Grunt has a, a terrible thing in the end, in the end fight. It cuts to black leader all the time instead of his flashbacks to black and white from the opening. Hmm. Oh, and oh. the reason the reason for that I'm trying to show that, that habit. Yeah, it's like the last the, the whole when Mad Dog is in the ring with masks, it cuts to these black, you know, subliminal cuts. Hmm. And that was a reference to the the original fight. Right. Oh, has flashbacks right. to that. And oh. the reason why they screwed it up is that the film was shot in 16. And in order mm -hmm. to have being purists as we were, and thanks to Tony Randall for that, because he really made sure that we could really maintain control of the look of the movie. Uh, we to get pure black and white in 16 millimeter, we AB rolled it. Hmm. Oh, so that, wow. that the opening is all black and white, so there's no problem there. But to intercut black and white in color to make sure the color wouldn't be time for color black and white, we put in a separate B-roll for that. Oh, and it's supposed it. to run through the printer that way. And they didn't do that. Hmm. Yeah, I noticed because I was noticing today, I looked at one copy that was on YouTube because when we were watching Grunt, I noticed that even the, the logo for New World Pictures was sort of bluish and, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and instead of red, which it normally is. And then the whole opening sequence, which is the flashback sequence, that that opening match, that was sort of a, of a bluish hue instead of it being strictly black and white, which it was when I saw it on YouTube. It was like not quite as nice a copy, but it, the black and white was more black and white. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how, I mean, distributors never consult the director for anything because they'll always have a complaint, which means they always have more work. So they avoid it completely. <laughs> <laughs> like when, like with with Mutant, when they when they found the original uh, inner negative, um, they, they made a you know a color a, a co copy for their blue blue Blu-ray, mm -hmm. and they made it totally bright. So oh, really? It was designed to be seen in darkness. Suddenly, you were really seeing the eight crates. Huh. You know, yeah. It was like bright red. You know, and a bright. It was really you know I I, I can't watch it and. Even the the shower scene, which is the best scene, and there are these you know lasers with mixed with moisture, they overexposed it so much that it looks like it's a fake shot. Huh, and everything wow. in that shot was real. There was nothing done optically with it at all. And unfortunately, there's no other way to see mutant than than with that that well, screen factor disc, I, right? I, not, not in that quality. I I have what I I made a three quarter inch of the original print and i have that but the quality of that is not great mm. it's okay and that's what you know so i was really looking forward to that but um because it had been lost what what happened was that um the 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 film was changed after the first sneak and right. But, right. But, but cfi the lab anticipated that they were going to go out to have to make a, a, a few hundred prints 
very quickly. So they went ahead and did the inner, inner positive. And then right. that was changed and the negative had to cut the negative and had to make a new inner positive. And then that inner positive, when Photochem bought C CFI, which also stands for can't find it, <laughs> uh, uh, they turned it up. Uh, that's such a bummer because I know it, th that was the one mutant was your original cut and it hadn't been shown yeah. for so uh, long. And uh, then you finally have the inner positive and you're able to make a new screening of it and and yet it turns out the way it does. That's such a that's such I know, a I know. Uh -huh. the, 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 the reason why I have the three quarters is that I, I stole the original print from New World. <laughs> oh, wow. And how, Roger, how'd that, come about? How'd that and go? Roger found out that I had it. Okay. And he demanded it back and I refused. And he said he would send the police. And I suggested that we donate it to UCLA archives. Okay. And I had a friend there. And so we did. And it's there. The original print is there. But here's the catch. Because it's an archive of first class, you can't screen it unless you make a copy of it. And so that's a few, that's like $5,000 to make mm -hmm. an inner negative and then another print. Crazy. Wow. But, so wow. it's very preserved, but you can't screen it. Um, well, so, so, so it might so, burn up. You know? <laughs> so well, do you, did, did you time still... to get that Time to get that GoFundMe going so you can watch <laughs> that's right. it. That's right. So did you steal the uh, negative for Grunt as well before you left New World? Because no, that that I didn't take the negative for that. No, there was no need to do that. <laughs> but and that was a different new new world then. That yes, was of course. Rogers, new right. World. That, that you, was the, that was the new new world. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And so you got to work for both eras, which is you know fast, I have three eras. I have yeah. two eras with Roger, and then one with the post Roger. So I have three eras: the Candy Stripe Nurses, Crazy Mama, era, the Battle era, and then the Firecracker Mutant era. Right, right. And then you came back speaking our language. I'm like, yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 speaking our language is what we're saying. <laughs> I speak three languages. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you screen Grunt at a theater in LA that had only been was a like a specialty theater that only had been playing films? That's like my audience? fate. It's like <laughs> <laughs> of all the times, you know. Uh, no, it, they only screened Yugoslavian movies and uh, of course, no one attended. You had to. Oh, it was, Fox had been pur purchased by a Yugoslavian pr pr person, and there were maybe you know ten people in the theater watching. Wow! So that's why I staged a live wrestling event outside the theater on opening night. Which theater was that? The Fox no. Venice. Oh, okay. The Fox Venice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. And wow. um, uh, and uh, do, do you know, do you know about that? The wrestling event outside the theater. Yes. Yes, you staged it with a couple of the, the, the women from the movie. Queen Kong versus Killer Tomato. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I then you packed that. the theater, then, right? No, yes, yeah. But we packed it outside on Lincoln Boulevard. Mondo mm -hmm. <laughs> Guerrero brought his ring. It was outside right on the sidewalk. I, I was actually wearing a light green tux. Um, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And we had poor man from K-Rock as the yeah. referee wow and um, poor, poor man kept saying you know is wrestling real or fake you know and and uh, but we staged the thing where queen kong would would uh uh pants him in the ring and uh, 
so but as with all wrestlers no matter what you plan they get carried away and improvise mm-hmm. and um and i don't know if you know it, but when when they get into a bear hug whoever is the more aggressive wrestler in terms of the plan of what they're going to do whispers in the ear or yells in the ear what they're going to do next mm-hmm. so the person has a chance to prepare for it mm-hmm. okay so anyway queen kong and killer tomato improvised and <laughs> Queen Kong wound up sitting on poor man's face. (laughs) And and he comes out out of the ring saying to me, she really sat on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Now let's let's uh, go back. You, you know, as we were saying, you got to work for both eras. You had, you were coming out of out of control at this point, and you got the opportunity to do grunt. How did that? Well, but you, how did that you, come up? How did that well, come up? Well, because coming out of out of control was really a very painful thing. Right. I, I was, it was out of control was really a, a setup, and uh, uh, I I edited for Fred Weintraub, the producer, before I cut three movies for him. Uh, and in fact, I replaced Michael Kahn, who cut the George C. Scott f- feature for him, Rage. And then he wanted to do a That's Entertainment for Animals. And he aud- auditioned me. And he gave me uh, uh, five reels, f- 50 minutes of Cheetah. And I had to come up with five minutes or and, <laughs> a weekend. And I did, and he liked it. <laughs> wow. And wow. Cheetah really got drunk all the time. They really fed him really? alcohol. So all those Tarzan wow. movies where he goes wild, He's really getting drunk. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, I was um, after Mutant or for- Forbidden World, uh, Julia Phillips discovered me and attached me t- to her uh, special effects movie because uh, she and Stephen both came out of Close Encounters with a mission to do something about extraterrestrials and kids. Mm-hmm. And she had mm-hmm. a script called Ghost Town that was about a reincarnated ET and it, it crashed into a Western town a hundred years ago. And now it's taken a hundred years for the spaceship to get fixed and he's being called back. And that we were gonna be the first film to use digital effects. And Julia was supposed to be off of drugs. And we went down to the effects house that was run by Thomas Edison's great grandson. And, uh, um, and uh, we were sitting on like the couch outside, another couch and he comes out and he goes, ha ha ha, you're sitting on the Cray computer, you know? And we <laughs> walk outside with uh, Walter Koblenz and this was being done for TriStar. And uh, Julia reaches for a c- cigarette and she's supposed to be off of drugs and out comes this huge Rastafarian type roach. Oh. And so she's asking oh for gosh. 4 million more and we were approved for 12 million and we're going to 16 million. And she said, and Walter canceled the movie. And I had a, you know, I, I was a pretty, not severe stutterer, but I had a stuttering problem. Now, the first time I asked Roger to direct, I couldn't say the word direct, you know, and, 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 he, and, and, and uh, but Julia introduced me around Hollywood as the stuttering d- director. And mm-hmm. Sidney Pollack approved of me as the stuttering d- director, et cetera. And so uh, when that fell through, kind of everything fell, fell through. And Fred was looking for the next Marty Brest. And I went to AFI with Marty and we had the same agent, Harry Offlin, and said, I know Alan and Fred of course knew me. And I worked for Fred for three years or so. So I didn't have a speech problem with him, you know, mm-hmm. where he accepted mm-hmm. my stuttering, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, so that's, that's how I got that movie. But when we got to Yugoslavia, 
uh, John Alonzo, the last time Fred and John worked together in Europe, um, they fired the director and John took over. And John set me up really, you know, <laughs> you know, I was so naive. But the, the first scene <laughs> is we had a shoot was the, with the kids coming on to the, uh, the rocks of the beach after their plane sank, mm -hmm. uh, crashed in the water. And so Fred tells me like the night before, you can't get the kids wet because we're there in winter and we couldn't get medical approval. So I couldn't get them coming out of the water. And John said, just have them wandering around and we'll use you know three cameras and we'll just improvise it and like just shoot a lot. And Fred doesn't mind. I thought, really? And I said, yeah, he's, he's cool, cool with that. So I had them improvising and et cetera, et cetera. Next day, Fred like comes down to me you blah, 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 I can't afford this thing, blah, you know, and so, so, suddenly the relationship that Fred and I had was gone. Mm. Oh, and, wow. and, and then, uh, and John would, had all the crew wearing uh, his hat, which is a white cap, and he would always thank James Wong Howe and we were every lighting set, set, set up. In any event, I had I, I wanted to make it look like MTV and do a handheld right. thing with the kids right. in 80, 84 and MTV was the new thing. Mm -hmm. And John was known as the great handheld cameraman and, but he didn't want to move. So he restaged everything. I would stage the thing and want him to follow but he would restage it to people coming to him and moving away. And I corrected him and John and Fred then yelled at me, you know, he's the master, you know and I had just gotten married and you know, I I was broke from having extended myself so much with Julia Phillips thing. So I lasted as much as I could with the film, and and I did because I was the only one who knew what we had to shoot the next day. <laughs> and um, uh, and John's wife was making fun of my stuttering behind me, and she would sit, talk, mimic me in a voice low enough so that it looks like I couldn't hear it, but I could, you know, et cetera. So right. I. Not being able to talk by the end, I couldn't talk to my friends when I came back here. Fred didn't let me in the editing room. Oh, uh, it was crazy, and there's there's one really funny story with this though. Um, uh, uh, I was brought back for the ADR because you had to have the director there to talk to the actors, and the sound editor, you know, kept saying I can slide it when the 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 the, the looping was loose, and I I could see that you can't slide that; it was way way off. And the guy said, I can slide it. And he was going take after take and we did it. And then the next day I hear that he's going into surgery for glaucoma. And so I had to come in and cut the sound that I couldn't be cut. Right. And I was doing it a million sound and it was on the second floor. And I had to do it all night long. I was up on, and I went out to get something to eat at two o'clock, and I locked myself out of the building. Oh, it was at a house. No. But the second story window was open. Oh gosh! So I climbed the iron. No. Fence, and I got to the top, and it had spikes on it, and I slipped. And <gasps> the spike went right up my pants. No. Oh, I was hanging on the spike coming out, and the spike hit me, and the police come by. Oh no! And I'm saying I'm the director of the movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but they they called Gamillion, the owner, and he verified that I was the director. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so 
you know, um, the film came out and um, I, 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 you know, it, it was long. I, I, it just wasn't my film and I showed it to get the next movie and, and Tony and, and, but I had gone through speech therapy. When I came back, I finally did the speech therapy that I knew about, but was afraid, afraid to do because it didn't teach fluency. You had to accept yourself as a mm -hmm. stutterer, which meant that you had to stutter openly. You had to stutter ultimately on purpose too. And to defeat it, because the reason why you're stuttering as an adult has nothing to do with how it started. Mm -hmm. uh, it started for me when my uncle molested me when I was six and the day my baby brother was born, like my baby brother was born. Wow. And it took oh, me wow. until I was 33 to figure that that out, which was pretty, which was before. Um, um, uh, it, it, it's okay because you know, I never would be who I am without that darkness. Now, you mm -hmm. can't recommend wow. it. But you know, it, it gave me a dark side. You know, yeah. Uh, and it got me out of Baltimore, and it got me to not care about what risking everything. You know, it sure. Was, it was, you know, so but but it, it did. It, I was told. My parents told me that, or my mother told me that, I was so overwhelmed with joy at the birth of my brother that I didn't know what to say, so my vocal cords became paralyzed. <laughs> wow. that's a nice that's only a jewish nice mother story. Come up with <laughs> yeah. Yeah. anyway um so anyway i'd gone through the ther th therapy and um uh and um i was cutting um uh i i i was cutting tra trailers um uh, for New, New World, I had a history of that between mo mm -hmm. movies. Okay, and and I I called I, I got a job selling Xerox toner, mm. and as an actor, I could never get those jobs because uh, I would stutter. And I would, would went in and I said, you know, I stutter, but I can talk and I can sell. So right. they said, we don't care if you stutter, as long as you sell, you can have the job. And I sold, you know every day and, and I called Bill Shields who was the head of uh, dis distribution until I got a hold of him and I told him that I didn't have control of the out of control movie and mm -hmm. that I could give him a hipper thing and especially something for I could do a video for MTV if you let me have a one day shoot at New World and I shot at the stage there and um, and I could recut and 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 it would be a way for me to show that I could recut the movie in a hipper way Right. And uh, and so, so he liked the 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 um, video, and arranged a, a meeting with me and Bob Remy. And if, according to my speech thing, you you're supposed to say you're a stutterer at the beginning of the conversation, so you're not trying to hold it back or you know you're not trying to hide it. Mm -hmm. So if you say you're a stutterer in the beginning, it's not it doesn't it doesn't surprise people. So I said to. Bob Remy that this is the first time I've been within 20 feet of an executive and I haven't been afraid to stutter and he said you don't have to be afraid of me and I said I'm not afraid of you I stutter and he said well my nephew stutters do you mind if we talk about that and I said sure mm -hmm. and and he we talked about stuttering for about 40 minutes and then he said what are you here for I said I want to recut the movie here's the budget and he said fine and um and Tony supervised the whole right. post-production thing. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's Tony, what that was his job at the time. Yeah, and I originally met Tony as the assistant special effects editor on Battle mm -hmm. Beyond the Stars. Right, right. And when I wound up taking over the movie, 
he was a major, major help. Uh, so um, we, and then suddenly we got the word after I finished the recut uh, that, that um, um, Jim, what's his name? The used car guy from Morgan Creek, the pr producer, the ex executive producer, um, he wanted to uh, make a wrestling movie. He approached Roger Bur Burlage in New World for that. And I was told, Tony was told, if you guys could come up with an idea for a wrestling movie this weekend, you'll get a movie. No pressure, just this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tony, Tony, Barry Zetlin, and, and Lisa, his girlfriend, and I met for the weekend. And uh, Tony came up with the idea to do a spinal tap of wrestling. And I was a big samurai film buff, and I had just seen Go, Go Yokin, or Go Yokin meant a lot to me. And I said, let's use the plot of Go, Go Yokin, which is the samurai leaves his lord because he's evil. And then he takes over a city and destroys the population, et cetera. And then he's about, and he goes and he drops out and goes into hiding because as a samurai, if you drop out, you have to kill, kill yourself. yourself. Yeah. So, uh, but now, now that he's used up the city, he's going out to conquer another city. And so he comes out of hiding to stop him. Got so it, that's the plot it. of Grunt, the wrestling movie. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. wow. So there was cool. also another, this is like a big uh, year for New World in wrestling movies because there was also I Like to Hurt People. They also released that, which there's a poster for that in one of the scenes of Grunt as well. Yeah, Tony background. loved that movie. And, and he and and Don, um, is it Don Jones? No, not Don, Don Jackson. Yes. Uh, who made, he, he shot second unit camera. So he for all the wrestling matches, mm -hmm. he had the second camera. I, I had the third camera with my father-in-law's 16 millimeter Bolex windup. And I took all the angles that are Dutch angles. From, from the floor, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, and the funny thing, our DP was Dutch. And he told me, <laughs> there's no such thing as a Dutch angle, it's actually Deutsch. <laughs> It's a German, it's a German, like angle. German angle. So people yeah. couldn't say Deutsch. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's funny. That Dutch honesty. That Dutch honesty. Yeah. You you're, like wrong. You're, yeah, like... you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. So when it comes to you guys coming up with the idea for Grunt, then there there was a script. There's at least a there's one <laughs> writer that is credited. Yeah, but... no, no. He's a, he's really good. Here's here's what happened. Uh, we came up with the story, and then they hired a writer to write it. And uh, we really loved it, but then the executives hated it and okay. didn't want the whole documentary thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I, so Tony and Barry and Lisa were kicked off of it, and I worked with the writer, and it was just really really pain painful. And I did I I wasn't you know here I was I, my last film was compromised. And I really needed, uh, then I had this other film where I was a hero and then a, you know, a bum. And like, I really needed a movie. And mm -hmm. I, you know, it, you know, I just tried to keep it going. And we came up with this script and Tony looked at it and just hated it and said, not doing this, can't do it. Got to go back to what we had before. And uh, thankfully they went for that. He, he was great. And okay. we were able to make the movie. And Roger, the writer, I forget his last name, but he, he was really funny. Yeah, he was really funny. Okay. So, and yeah. then a lot of the film was improvised. The um, 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 uh, the, the uh, Don Norman, um, 
uh, introduced us to Duck's Breath Mystery Theater, which is a right. San Francisco mm -hmm. comedy troupe. And we hit it off with them immediately. And I saw Jim Turner as my alter ego. And it, he, it was great. So a lot of that was improvised. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, Jim's a great guy. Uh, he, he, and Duck's Breath, uh, he said that you guys went out and saw them in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, we, that's how we came up uh, with the Warhol quote. You oh, yeah. Know about the Warhol mm. quote, right? Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, I was um, put in touch with Warhol and showed him the movie. He saw the movie and he liked it. And that was the time uh, that rock and roll and wrestling was really getting hot. And Cindy Lauper liked the movie. And Andy Warhol and Cindy Lauper wanted to open it in New York. Uh, at the Waverly, you know, in the, in the village for rock and roll and wrestling. And New World said, we can't make money on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and, and but, but before I went to them, I, I went to Andy to ask him for a quote. And uh, he said in a very soft voice, he said, think of something that I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so i went out again and, no pressure, I went, no out, pressure. Uh, I went out drinking with duck's breath mystery theater <laughs> mm -hmm. yes and so they came up with the line finally after many drinks uh mm -hmm. <laughs> um a grunt it's more than a movie it's a movement and i sold it told it to andy and he said it sounds like something i would say that was it. that's wow. awesome that's so that great and it's in, so and it's in the great. warhol it's in the Warhol Museum. He asked oh, for it. Cool. Really? Wow. wow. Very well, cool. Thank, thank goodness he and liked it. Yet, pardon? And yet, thank New goodness World he liked it. On it. No, in fact, in fact, when they did release it, and they released it because they had a, a film drop out, and we didn't even get the trailers into the theater in time because it was like a one week's notice. And uh, Rusty, um, who was Bill's second. Uh, uh, the associate distributor. I was in his office that Friday morning, uh, and uh, he he was wearing a suit, and he had, and he pointed to the sole of his shoe, and he said, "You see that? That's where you're going to be Monday morning." Hmm. And like hmm. no one went because no one had no names. Grunt meant nothing to people. There was no trailers. Right. And no one went to see it, and then it was released as a sports video. It never even got re released as a v VHS movie. It never made it onto cable. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's such a shame. So yeah. it's been sort of like a forgotten movie, really. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What a shame, because it's Not hilarious. Anymore, yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 We're doing our best to change that. But <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I wish I had a picture of this. I had a picture then. It was in, it, there was a hurricane in the South that weekend, and there was a billboard sent to me from San Antonio where everything was wiped off except for G-R-U-N. <laughs> that was it. Oh. Wow. Oh, that's man. awesome. Grun. Grun. Come, coming, to, coming to theaters this Friday. Oh, but it got, um, here's a, it was one you know, emotional thing. Um, before, I, I, I begged and pleaded for an, an LA re release and, and mm -hmm. that's what they, they gave him the theater. Right. And so we did on Wednesday morning at that time, the LA Weekly com comes out at 6 a.m. And, and, and I went to get it in Santa Monica where I live and I got the paper and there was pick of the week and it was a great review. 
And I knew no one was going to come to the Lincoln Theater, but I read it, had tears in my eyes walking home. Mm -hmm. It was like, I got, there's that recognition, but I knew that it wouldn't mean anything because it wasn't going to get an extended run. Right. And we had a right. pretty good run for the first week, but they didn't extend. Hmm. Wow. So at that point, they just, they take the movie out of the theaters at that point? Yeah. They no one came to um, the Yugoslavian theater. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we sold out opening night, but that was it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, Alan, are you like a collector at all of, you know, anything from your films? Like, do you take anything, you know, any kind of like piece of memorabilia or anything like that? Uh, I actually still like... have the Battle Royale um, poster. Oh, oh nice. nice. That's cool. Nice. That's a good one to keep. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, so you and, and you said a lot of it was improvised. Was it? Uh, I mean, were you? Were you in charge of kind of shaping the story around what they were going to improvise and just let them yeah, run yeah, I was with it? Or I, I had to control the movie. I mean, we were we had a six, 16 day shoot. As wow. long as I, and, and nice. we had you know 13 fights. So it was it was an intense Jeez. time. Yeah, so, that's one yeah. thing I was impressed with the number of wrestling matches in it. Yeah. I had never seen it, you know, until recently. And I thought, oh, it'll be a quick couple cuts and you won't be able to see and so i loved how long the wrestling scenes were mm -hmm. especially the georgia bout i love yes. yeah. mondo yes. mondo guerrero was fantastic and it was his ring too and the ring is really the mat is really hard so oh, yeah, really? i was shocked at how hard it was but you know he he played el toro but he was yes. also the wrestling coordinator yeah. for the film right yeah yeah and he really got you know injured not injured but he got he really fell on wooden steps, you know, and got cracked Oof. over him. It was like, oh, those chairs were real. They weren't breakaway chairs. <laughs> and so, but the main guy you have, um, uh, Greg Magic Swartz, he was not a wrestler. In no, fact, he was a bodybuilder. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah. So, but he, you know, he, how did he do with the, the, was he a quick learner for all the choreography or? Well, yeah, he could learn a few things. He learned the body slam and mm -hmm. he learned how to, do how to decapitate <laughs> right i mean that's just have to learn it over a weekend you know get in all your decapitations over a weekend if you can learn that you don't have to learn a whole lot of other moves yeah. you know to be fair I'll, I'll i have to i have to just quickly touch on that because when i first watched the movie i didn't I didn't really know much about it. And typically I do a lot of research before watching any of the movies that we're going to talk about, but I actually was watching this on my own um, because I wanted to see it. And I didn't realize it was a comedy until his head popped off and the whole like, is he still, is he still going to fight? Like, well, we're going to have to talk about that. I'm like, oh, he's come back I for see. worse than this. Yeah, he's come yes. back for worse than this. That was the line. And I was like, oh, I see where this yeah. is going. And at that point, I'm like, okay, yeah. buckle up. I'm in. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. That line alone, I totally agree, Mark. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm locked I was in like, oh, for the yeah. rest. Yeah. So <laughs> He's come back from worse than this. I'm like, that is a dark sense of humor that I can really get on board with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the actor who played uh, uh, Skull Crusher, that was Victor Rivera. And I, yes. what I understand, he could not move very well, but he did so well. He did well in the ring. He was drunk. <gasps> oh, <laughs> most wrestlers are, are you know, can't do that not on another level oh wow it's really wow. he's the mexican he was the mexican champ champion 
Wow. You know, and so he had some drinks and, you know, went for it. Because he wow. knew how to do that move where he would jump in he the ropes. Was, he and... was great. Yeah. He, you know, he, he taught us about that move. That was something he could do. He knew how to do that. Wow. That's incredible. He, was, he did that with no problem at all. Wow. wow. And now you caused carnage to do it, you know, but wow. that you was his get... thing. That was his thing. That's amazing. So you, you actually, you had to get a lot of wrestlers from like other places like you know yeah, like obviously exotic adrian street yeah. oh my god exotic <laughs> adrian street. oh so good oh. so good he's so amazing in this movie so and not amazing. only that provides how many songs almost all the songs right i mean almost yeah, all yeah. no I mean, no he, he he did two two, two songs and shanana tony got shanana they do wrestling we, tonight I, I did a music video with them Oh, um, nice! Um, Very cool. So that's how you got them to do the 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 theme song. Yeah, there? yeah. And then my wife did the score. She did oh. the score, and she sings yeah. um, "Do You Want to Dance," yeah. which is yeah. And, yeah. and she did the score for Mutant for for, for, for in World. That's right. Oh, amazing! I loved it. I love the score for this. Yeah, uh, the music oh, on this is just so, so good. good. So but, good. But you didn't use real. Uh, you couldn't use WWF wrestlers, right? Is that because Correct. it was non-union, or were they just not? No, they wanted control. They wanted control. Got oh. it. Oh, right, right. It's funny. We we went to see uh, Vince McMahon at the sports arena, and he made sure that we saw that he entered with an empty suitcase and left with a suitcase full of cash. Hmm. <laughs> got it got you, it well just wanted you to know um yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm gonna start bringing an empty suitcase everywhere i've been doing everything happen. wrong what? i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't, honestly i didn't know it was that easy um <laughs> now i have a question and uh, that uh, it, i watched this movie a couple times and i understand that there's the there's one scene where you're beeping out a lot of foul language yeah, but yeah uh, Right. Yeah, which is such a great this whole scene is so great. But how did this get an R rating? Well, there's a, I guess because of the violence. Mm. Really? There one breast, there's one naked yeah. breast. Uh, yeah. True. Yep. And yeah. uh, I don't know. Was it always the plan to bleep out the bad words? Yeah. Was that oh yes. okay? Oh. That, that was that was part of the scene. That was so hysterical. Yeah, that makes it work so much better. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. I don't think I realized till the second time I watched it that his name was Dick Cough. <laughs> I, I was like, wait. I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> like then it really I, was, it, it, I, I feel like the movie really works in that way like if you watch it other times you get stuff you didn't yeah, get the first get time. There's time. a lot mm -hmm. getting yeah. there's a lot of jokes getting hit at you at once. But um Speaking of uh, uh, the script, though, the some of the scenes with Wally George, how much of that, that was... Those were his. Those were his. He, he improvised all that. That was his. Wow. wow. Yeah. Because I mean, Erica was, it was not aware of Wally George. Mm -mm. And I admit, I actually thought it was a fake show to begin with, too. And I looked it up and was like, no, that's real. And she was like, what? wait, what? That was a yeah. real show. So, I mean... <laughs> I thought it was like almost, you know, parroting like um, uh, Morton Downey Jr., you know, mm -hmm. um, but, but he, I mean, this show went on for a very long time, actually. So. Yeah. And he's Rebecca de Mornay's father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. That, now that's amazing in and of itself. 
But I, I, I think the main thing was what we came with was the Swedish. I, I was a fan of K-Rock, obviously. So Swedish Eagle was on K-Rock. K, K mm -hmm. So it was him with the message back, played backwards on the record, you know. Yeah. Now, did, but right. did Wally George like know what you were doing or was yeah. he oh, just... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. But he, he just... Was, but we knew he, he could just do his stick with his people and he knew mm -hmm. what points to hit, you know. And, so, uh, so that was his crowd then in there too? Yes, or... it was his crowd, it was his show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. It, it wasn't aired live, but it was his, yeah. it was right. the whole, the show was done. It was, right. And it was at his right. set, like it was at his show. His set, his every, of wow. course, we have no money. Yeah. You know, that we went around with paper people for the audiences. We had cardboard people. For oh, him. did you? Yeah. Really? I didn't know. And they that. had little flashes for the flash camera. <laughs> I did not even notice every, that. Every I third one had a flash camera. It was mixed live and fake, you know. But yeah. I'm going to go back and be watching. I know you're pausing <laughs> I'm totally it. Gonna be watching it you, can, you can really see it in the uh, Ocean City match. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm from Baltimore. Yeah. That's why it's Ocean City. Got it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you also in that Wally George scene. You also yeah, I know. I, I got the one guy got kicked and thrown around. And... Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm also in the Citizen Kane scene and in, in the truck. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And you're also in the oh, scene. Yeah. I think when they go to like the women's uh, wrestling. The women's yeah yeah when yeah. they go to that gym, you're also in there as well. So you do a few little cameos in there, which is pretty great. Um, speaking of the cast. Uh, the uh, when we talked to Tony Randall a couple of weeks ago, he, he actually said that the doctor and the tattoo removal was real. Didn't he? Am I no, no, he's, remembering he's, guys? He's part. He was part of Duck's Breath. He's not. He's not. He's a friend of Duck's Breath. He's okay. like the Chevy Chase of Duck's Breath. He's not really with the troupe, but he'll make an appearance. Got it. Okay. He's like their okay. top actor. You know. Okay. Well, he's okay. totally an actor. Totally. An okay. Because that oh, okay. was hilarious. Oh my god. Tony he was oh real. Gosh. Well, Tony Tony's, said that he was a real cosmetic a real, surgeon. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I and, and I just I just watched the movie again this morning and I I rewound that scene to watch it again because I was like, for being a real cosmetic surgeon, he is nailing these jokes. Like these, <laughs> his timing I mean. is really perfect. <laughs> Uh, so that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I I fell out when he was like, "Oh yes, it's very painful." <laughs> like so, like so. Oh yes, it's very. Painful. <laughs> right. Oh. But when oh, you replace like the this, arm, no yeah. scar. No, no scar. <laughs> no scarring. There's very, there's very minimal things like sleeve length. There's only a few things that really get in your way. That's not. It's not actually that arm hair. Procedure. You know, yeah, yeah. so great. Oh. Um. I was also wondering too about the actress who played Angel Face. Uh, she was indeed a French actress, but she speaks. She was French. Yeah. But I didn't know because I don't know French. But Erica was telling me because she knows she at least got took French in high school. I mean, humble brag, took French twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, a citizen almost. Um, but um, I, I I took French too, and I I actually lived in Paris for six six months oh, but I couldn't speak it because stuttering in French is really you know I mean you still almost stutter on every word it's so, such a hard mm -hmm. language to mm -hmm. if you're a stutterer mm -hmm. oh. but I didn't know how to speak Goloise, civil play and steak a palm free I got that those things oh. <laughs> you're good, that was you're, good. That's that's you're local yeah that's all you needed 
but like the she was just speaking a lot of disparate french words so i almost wondered if it, she wasn't french but she turned out to she's really oh, she, she was french i don't know what she was saying but she, was it, uh, i was wondering if it was actually written like that because it was sort of just a lot of disparate no, french no. words like she says decoupage a few times uh, yeah. no, it was a, no she was a friend of the pr producer and he wanted her to be in it and i saw she had a, could and so i once i saw that she couldn't speak that much english and spoke really and i asked her to speak as much french as possible Mm. Oh, okay it was great uh, yeah. yeah she was just throwing words yeah it was great it was great yeah and i i couldn't tell if she was over exaggerating the accent or if that was just really that was her, her accent, accent. Yeah. oh wow yeah it's well, it, she was well, she I mean, was exaggerating her acting but you know. yeah sure. yeah <laughs> oh, yeah certainly <laughs> certainly that's the case right <laughs> um so did you use you said there's a lot of you you shot that many wrestling scenes were there any that you had to leave out was there anything no. that got left out or did no. you use everything everything that's awesome. nothing we had, we had no excess you know we just barely got it i mean i i we the only, my, I, I have a version of it that i made 16 by by nine that i have on vimeo mm -hmm. with the password because i reframed it so that it could have a modern look that was before the blu-ray came, came came out mm -hmm. okay um and i trimmed up a couple of the bouts because they, they really wanted more as much wrestling as po possible i felt the film was more comfortable around 87 okay. rather than 90 and they wanted 90 you know so but i have an 87 minute version on vimeo if you like to see it i'm happy to show it i, yeah. I, I almost yeah. put it on youtube but then the blue blu-ray came, came out right okay right in, in fact uh, i think when i talked to tony um, he actually, before the Blu-ray came out, he said, look, no one owns this. No one's claiming ownership of this. It's been definitely, he said, you should just release it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but why not? Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's always a chance someone could sue you and I don't want it. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, I'm not going to go down with the movie, you know. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. also, if you're asking if we want to screen it, like all of us watch it together, the answer is 100 percent yes. <laughs> yeah. We just got to scrape together five thousand dollars no, and head I'm to gonna, UCLA. I'm going to find that uh, theater. Oh, <laughs> We're going to yes, rent the right. theater for the night. That's right. That Yugoslavia. I don't theater. think that's around anymore. No, I don't think it's. I don't think there's got to be another anymore. Yugoslavian theater somewhere in LA that I can dig up. All right. <laughs> yeah, there's well now. You just have a weekend to find it, okay? That's right. So no I'm pressure. On I'm on it. <laughs> um, now that though the, the Blu-ray is out, have you found like there's a, a different response to the film? Have you, I mean, obviously outside of this conversation, but have you found there's been a much more positive reception for the film now? There, there, there you know, there, there are a few people who write about it on YouTube, you know, on, on Instagram, but you know, there's not, it didn't suddenly wake up and capture the world no it's nothing <laughs> it's not. uh, oh but by the way the reason it has that title tony wanted the title um the squared circle which is the term for re wrestling which i felt mm, okay oh, pretty serious. Yeah. but then bob ramey came up with the idea of grunt the wrestling movie mm -hmm. and I, I ran into uh uh ramey um and roger at the same time and it was some uh, special screening, I forget what it was for, but uh, I sat down with him afterwards uh, for a couple appetizers and he didn't even remember the movie at all. Oh, really? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's how much it meant to him. 
Yeah. Even though he came up with the title. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. Well, so did hmm. so they basically didn't want to push it, didn't want to they extend didn't, they it anywhere. They wanted to bury it. They were embarrassed yeah. by it. So after that, when the, that the happened, producers, even though they gave us the comedy team, hated the comedy. Huh? They didn't really get it for a second. I don't think they even saw Citizen Kane. Right. You know, understand <laughs> the opening, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but 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 by the way, the opening. Um, you know, that was modeled after, it's compared sometimes to Raging Bull, but it's not only that, but it's modeled after Body and Soul, which is what Raging Bull is modeled after. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, James Wong Howe. Uh, and, and that's with the coupe lighting, uh, so that you don't have to relight scenes, you just have it from above and it's really harsh and it's dramatic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, in studying it, you see that the flashes are what makes the violence. Uh, and and so if you have a hit at the same time there's a flash it's more violent mm-hmm. you can't yeah. see the miss and it's right and, right and, and so we have flash cameras going on all the time with that you know so okay. that's what um, um, I think that's key and I, and I was always on the ground taking the angle that you wouldn't spend time with first or second unit but I was right there taking those scenes and then in the uh, Georgia bout uh, I wanted a drop kick into the lens. And uh, so during the, when the first camera broke to reload, I lay down on the, on the top of the mat and asked Mass, Steve Strong, to um, give me a drop kick into the lens. So I'm there mm-hmm. you know, looking and he comes down and he, he's about a foot off or something. I said, can you get closer? And I'm lying down saying, can you get cl- cl- closer? And then he puts his head right down to me, says, you want me to get closer? I said, yeah. And he, go, come, and he comes down, boom, right into the land. And all I could think of is keep my finger on the trigger. Don't take it off. <laughs> right, right. And I did. And then I get up and I'm like bleeding. It's like flowing, you know? So I'm, I'm taken to the hospital and they patch me up and, you know, um, I come back and finish the day. <laughs> and oh I, 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 oh I earned my... Uh, respect from the uh, wrestlers from that point, point on. <laughs> absolutely and the now you can great. say oh, now you can say nice. you were in a professional professional yeah, wrestling match <laughs> you did it <laughs> but i could have i could have lost my eye yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. crazy yeah it's crazy you've That's already dedication to your art right there exactly i guess at that point you'd already been hanging from that fence pole so at this point you were like no it you- was no i didn't it wasn't i didn't do it for the movie i just did it i just wanted the shot yeah. No, no, right. Yeah, think yeah. About it, you know, but I mean, I mean you'd already been through so much just trying to climb back into that building and do your re-edit back <laughs> oh, <that laughs> before <back>. this. <laughs> you know, like you had been through it already. So this was like, all right, just another battle scar from just trying to make movies. <laughs> no, the, the 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 worst thing to get through was when Roger punched the guy at the screening for mutant. You know, that was that was the worst. You, oh, you know uh, about that? No, I I don't. I, yes, I, I well, I yeah. I had heard about yes, yeah, so I because I'd seen because I'd seen the, the behind the scenes for yeah. Forbidden World. Yeah, everybody has a different story about that, but I was there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. A lot of people were there too, but I, I have the story. <laughs> so um, uh, I was hiding the comedy from Roger, and I was his best editor, and he had me editing the movie, and he never came into the editing room. He saw four cuts. And I asked in his office, in his screening room, and his screening room sits, seats nine people. And, um, uh, and, and I asked people who came from the editing side, 
into the screening room to never laugh. Okay. And so Roger thought it was a serious movie. Yeah. <laughs> and there were some obvious comedy lines, sure. joke lines that you could laugh at, but he didn't understand because most of the humor was from exaggeration. Right. Mm -hmm. Like cutting back to it for a second time, like when the mutant pukes, it's this um uh uh this material that that that, that solidifies upon contact with air and it comes out pink. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the first time it's a shock, the second time it's funny. Right. So we'll yeah, cut right. the second time. Or like if the, during when the, the, the sur surgeon or the, the doctor is taking, the, the, not a surgeon, but he's a chemist, he's doing the, the sur surgery to take, um, he's instructing the astronaut to take his cancer out because he can, he figures you can kill the mutant with cancer, which was Roger's idea, which is brilliant. Uh, and and I had observed uh, that kind of operation in the Philippines, uh, the, the um, uh, where you do the hands actually go in the body, and um, yeah. I, I had it done on me because I asked him to cure my stuttering. And he put his finger in my neck, and it came out mucus, mucus. And mm -hmm. I didn't stutter the rest of that day, but then the next day I stuttered. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, the lines like he goes in and he goes here, and the guy who's being operated on without any kind of anesthesia goes no higher. And so Roger cuts that line, you know, or mm -hmm. so, and he also gets a cigarette in the beginning and lights it up. And anyway, I could go on about the comedy that got cut. Yeah. Anyway, so people were laughing and screaming at the, at the, at the, oh, so, so, but I didn't anticipate that Roger was going to have a sneak pre preview. I never experienced uh, that with him. Mm. And he usually doesn't spend that kind of money for that or mm -hmm. that effort. Because once he says it's done, it's done. You just go out. That's why the lab made that in, in their negative. Uh, so, and he just put up a little sign that was handwritten on cardboard, mutant sneak preview. And it was no bigger than this, I swear. So people were going to see a movie called Moving by violations and it was a pretty packed house and they suddenly mutant comes up and so people mm -hmm. went wild and i was standing in the back of the theater thinking everything i dreamed of is coming true except two-thirds of the way through roger comes storming up the aisle goes right by me and there's one guy in the back of the theater who's white is like yelling at the screen more than anybody and roger stands over him and he punches him like this and says stop laughing this is a serious sci-fi movie and he puts his <laughs> arms like this, you know, over him and together. And he stands over him and he's quiet, but the rest of the theater is still going wild. And Roger with Clark Henderson, his head of pros, goes back to his seat. And then he comes out of the, the when the film's over, he comes out also the same, you know, faster than anyone coming out, coming at me, says, Alan, this is the worst sneak I've had in 23 years, but don't worry, I know how to save it. And I said, save it, it was great. And we argued outside the theater about good comedy versus bad comedy. And he said, be there in the editing room tomorrow morning to make the changes or I'll have someone else do it. And, um, and I, I was the editor. So, um, uh, and he goes to leave and the guy who he punched comes out carrying a large Coke and he throws it at Roger, hits him square in the back. And Roger turns like this and goes and sees that the guy is pretty big. And he goes, no, no, we're even and walks away. <laughs> In his very uh, soft tone, his very soft, deliberate, <laughs> no, we're even. 
like oh roger um, i never i haven't so, uh, i i didn't think of that he had that side to him that that's yeah, a new one. yeah i know uh you know it's funny though it seems like both eras of new world rather at least both ownership groups they were not too happy they didn't really embrace comedies that was definitely well, I, something i, they didn't I witnessed like. death race being the comedy being taken out because when i when i was coming in with crazy mama I went into the same editing room as Tina Hurst was cutting Death Race, and I was, and, and she and Paul, I watched them cut the comedy out, so a lot of the comedy, mm. and I saw how painful that was. And that's why I, I said, "Don't laugh for any of the Roger screenings," you know, because I witnessed mm -hmm. that. Yeah, but I also saw right. that his vision was fantastic, and that's mm, what you yeah. have to. I mean, if you're on a spaceship and someone dies every, gets killed every seven minutes. And you have to have a couple love scenes in the same night. If you don't have a sense of humor, you're crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, really, you know? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it seems like also when, when Roger sold the company, they still were not really making comedies. They weren't really embracing. Roger made stupid comedies. He made silly comedies. Right. That was yeah. his right. comedy sure. audience. Yeah. But I mean, so, I'm saying once he sold the company to, you know, the, the, the two Larrys and Harry, and they they, they oh. sold the company like even Bob Remy they weren't really making comedies very often. It's no, not very no, often they were making no. comedies. And it seemed like with Grunt they were again had a comedy and they were like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? they, they so, just wanted a wrestling movie, right? With right. thirteen with thirteen matches or whatever it is. You know, they they do, that's all they cared about. So hmm. when when once Grunt is is out and they've denied it any further release, did you go back to them to say, well? Can I, what can I do in the meantime? That's, can no, I? No, that's when that's when I begged and pleaded for an LA opening of one right, week right. so to get reviewed, and that's all they gave me, and that's that was it for me. But did you come back in there with that review from the LA Weekly and say, nothing. "Hey, look, give me yeah. another, give me it another meant, shot"? It reviews me nothing to a distributor for mm -hmm. for New World, mm -hmm. nothing. They don't go on word of mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, they go. On, I mean, Roger particularly set that standard with with his last movies. He started he tried to make some good movies like with gas and um uh the trip and they didn't make money so when he started new world he was making money you have horror you have you know silly co co comedies and you have the nurse the, the girl movies with the three mm -hmm. stories you know mm -hmm. and you you just you because he's only in town for two weeks and three weeks the most he's he, he takes the 300 prints or 200 prints and he moves them around the, the country so he can't be in and very long and you can't depend on, on a reviewer building an audience. Right. And the films usually right. don't get good reviews. So you have right. to give them what they want all the time and you stick yeah. within that thing. And he's very strict about that. But it's yeah. And, and I know that he's also at that time dealing just with a lot of drive-ins, but for Grunt, you had the, you were in the VHS era. So it's sort of odd that they didn't. They had no respect for it. They had no, they hated the movie. Hmm. They hated it. Well, it's a shame. Well, that's that's uh, yeah, that's they really put it in a, out as a wrestling film. It never even got to cable. Yeah, how could yeah. it not even go into cable? Right. Yeah. And so, were you doing a time when when wrestling was you know really on an upswing? You know, I, I, know. I, I looking right. at that time. I remember uh, my me and my friends like we were actually starting to buy pay per view of WWF matches and mm -hmm. getting really into Friday night fights and like all of that. So. You know, this was kind of a peak time to really capture, you know, a, a moment in time that I think what, even once you got to the late 80s and into the 90s, wrestling kind of became passe. So it's, it's 
disappointing to hear that they didn't see the opportunity to like, okay, this, this window is not going to be open forever. So let's try to strike mm-hmm. now and take advantage of it and see what we can build. Yeah. Well, they lost money on it that first weekend where they felt they could go without any trailers, just with a wrestling name, just with wrestling in the title. And no one, mm-hmm. and, and there was a hurricane too in the South. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where they put it first in the South, yeah. right? Isn't that that's released at first? Yeah. Yeah. And that was where they released it, period. It never went anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so now their, their, their investment was so small, the film was 600000 Oh, wow. really? Total for everything in film. You know, mm-hmm. so. But for, for distribution too, the budget and, and distribution? No, no, it wasn't for distribution, but the making of the film to pay everyone, you know, producers Got it. as well and all that. Wow. So at that point, you did you move on from New World after Grunt, basically? Well, I screened never... the movie. You know, Grunt was a hard sell. I screened the movie uh, for a year and a, a little over a year. In those days, you couldn't, you didn't have, tapes to show people really so people you had to have screen screenings mm-hmm. so i did that and uh i finally got <clears throat> an offer to um uh from Transworld, um uh which was an israeli company and i had a friend who was working for moshe D- moshe barkat at uh modern video film Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, she brought him to a screening, and then he he was a partner at Tr- Transworld, then, and they had their movie that was their ripoff of Terminator called Retaliator, that they had tried twice with two different <laughs> directors. One Bob Short, who was a special effects person who wrote the script, and he just couldn't do action very well. And then they hired an Israeli director who kept the same, most of the same cast, added some other cast, rearranged the look. So that the, the two move, and then he his was aborted after like two thirds of the way through. We actually had the the cyborg being killed by a washing machine getting electrocuted, you know, in a laundromat. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they they asked me to take twenty minutes from each of the two really bad movies and do another forty five. That's what Program to Kill is. Oh wow! So, oh, and then okay. and I had to take the responsibility for the whole thing. And of course, they promised me another movie. And the movie I brought to them was Frankencar by Paul Bartel. Yeah, which mm-hmm. you've been wanting mm-hmm. to make with Roger, and, but and, and 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 I came really close. They were wanting to do it, and Paul was in the office, and I wanted Paul to star in it as the father. And um, uh, and Paul wanted one hundred and fifty thousand, and they would only offer a hundred, and they started to come up a little bit. But he, Paul was holding out, and the deal fell fell apart. Oh man. And um, so that was really sad because you know you, you see the commercial with the guy who's half human and half motorcycle. It's everywhere. Yep. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yep. that's what Franken car was. This guy right. was right. half human and half car. Yeah. It's yeah. such a crazy idea, and it would have been perfect. It was well, the such love a... scene is amazing in that movie. <laughs> God, I bet. <laughs> Oh, I mean, if oh, you go course by you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a couple, uh, two last questions for Grunt. Um, were you a wrestling fan going in, and are you still a wrestling fan now? I, I was not a wrestling fan. I, I, I'd seen wrestling growing up in Baltimore. It was in, in the fifties. It was on TV, but I, I really wasn't a fan of it. You know, I, I'm, I'm 
a movie. I'm a fan of movies, you know, so it's like <laughs> chance to make a movie. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but t t Tony was an actual fan. You know, right. he was like going right. crazy when we got John Tolles to be in it and yeah, all that. So, but um, not to put down wrestling or anything, but I, I just yeah, no, a fan no, no, no. Yeah, well, even yeah. Tony, we asked him the same thing, and he said that he 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 doesn't really watch it now, but he likes the older stuff. Uh, probably, you know, maybe the stuff you're talking about also maybe stuff in the 80s because I know he was into it at the time. Yeah, I wasn't really into it. I just was aware of it, you know, because it was yeah. on TV. But, you know, I, when I got into film, I didn't say, God, I really want to do a movie about wrestling. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. Yeah. There aren't many people that do, I imagine. You know, <laughs> that's, that's their niche going in from the beginning. Uh, anything from you guys? Yeah. I had one final question. So, it we always talk about pairings or we, we like to often talk about pairings, like what we would pair these kind of movies with. And I'm so curious, Alan, what would you pair Grunt the wrestling movie with? And it doesn't have to be a new world. Just, you know, is there a movie that you would pair it with in kind of a double feature? Spinal Tap. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That'd be a good call. Go. That's awesome. Go Yoken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really there good you movie. Go. Yeah, it's that would a really be cool. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because initially, but, but, initially but, but, I was but, thinking Nacho Libre would be a good oh, because it would no, kind of yeah, be yeah. like oh, yeah, yeah. the current and the you know the older, but yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. I like yeah, Spinal but... Tap better. All right. Yeah, because yeah. there was only so many that had just come out, but, but also, there's only many there weren't many mockumentaries at yeah, the time. It still was yeah. a very new idea. And, yeah, and sure. the, the woman in Spinal Tap, June Ch Ch Chadwick, was in was in, was yeah in yeah. Newton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I do Love have it. a little bit of ownership with that. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Mark, any last question from you? I I don't. I mean, I feel like I've I've learned more than uh, than I expected to learn, and uh, oh, uh, all my questions were kind of answered through just the natural conversation that we had. So I, I just thank you very much for, oh, I, I, for telling I us all these stories and giving us the background. I just yeah. want more thing about the DP, Eddie Van, Van Der Enden. Uh, yes. the, yeah. the, the, the producers brought, brought, brought him in and he was fantastic. He was like, you know, at, at first he didn't thought he didn't quite get the humor. And I'm not sure if he totally ever did, but he really loved the idea of the documentary style of film, filming and he brought this body brace and so he kept the camera in his chest with this brace so he followed it everywhere and when the scene my favorite scene is when lola hits them over the head with the frying pan and he actually yeah fell down the stairs with them it was really great oh, you know, really, yeah fantastic nice yeah. and well, i was with him too i was right there with the camera i fell down with him. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Wow. Oh, were you were you actually recording sound at that time? I know you're. That's what you were doing. No, 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 no. Okay, no. you were just pretending. I was just to there to you know be there. <laughs> I was saying that when the when the times you get caught on camera and you're dealing with sound, were you recording sound at that time? No, no. It was okay. okay, okay. Right. Yes. That was just your 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 Hitchcock moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alan, this has been so great. Uh, we are so thrilled that you uh, asked to, to, to do this. We, we I didn't want to ask because we're going to be talking to you in a little bit as well. Uh, once we talk to, you know, we, we're going to talk about all, all the stuff actually, you're working on. I'm, can I just say, actually, you're right. It, they were recording sound. Yeah, I, it was real sound being recorded. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, nice. Yes, yes, it was working for that. 
So you, with no yeah. shots, you were actually also yeah. serving a function. Because yeah. I know you're holding the boom in a couple of those shots. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I mean, if you had extras, that, that would make <laughs> sense. But it also, if you're doing it, why not? Um, but this was a thrill. Thank you so much, yeah. Alan. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so I much, really, Alan. I didn't expect this to be this much fun. This is great. Oh, awesome. Um, awesome. Truly awesome. our pleasure. Thank our pleasure. Like, yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. This is such so a very treat. grateful. Yeah, Thank you. I can tr say truly, and I speak speak for the boys as well. Like we truly, truly loved Grant. Yeah, like oh, it's yeah. A blast. just from start to finish, it's so fun. so fun. Yeah, it's a so, fun one. I yeah. hope that this will encourage people to seek it out and and watch it, and because um, we we believe in it, we think it's yeah. a real fun movie. Loved it. oh, um, okay. It's definitely one okay. I'm going to revisit. Okay. So yeah, it's a blast. Thank so Thank um, I will be in contact with you about uh, also the next time we we talk. Great. Okay. Uh, which will be coming soon so we want to make sure we can we'll see everything and we'll be able to talk about all the okay. other movies you did for new world and the other movies as well as we were just briefly touching on um with uh with uh, <laughs> i'm trying to think of the terminator name that you'd said um retaliate retaliate yes which is amazing i'd <laughs> yeah. seen that poster so many times for well, retaliator <laughs> and i didn't realize it was the same movie um that's amazing yeah so thank you again we really appreciate sure. it alan sure. Okay. Um, all right, we will talk soon. And that was our talk with Alan Holzman about Amazing. Grunt, the wrestling movie. Make sure you check out his book, Celluloid Wars, The Making of Battle Beyond the Stars. We'll be talking to him about that book next month. Please come back and check that out. Um, Alan is just such a nice guy. We are mm -hmm. so thrilled that we're gonna, we got to speak to him about this movie and that we're going to be able to speak to him again. Um, we're so, so grateful to him for his time and um, for his enthusiasm. And so thank you for listening to this episode. Please rate and review us. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, get that book. Get that book from and Alan. And if this was your first episode, welcome. Welcome. Welcome Hope to the podcast. Hope it was a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You listen to more. Yeah. Yeah. And Roll the dice and see what number you're going to listen to next. <laughs> Audio wink. <laughs> um, and we will see you next time with the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.